0: Good sir, how are you? Good, 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 sir. what's going on, man?
1: Just uh, oh. been following the cricket.
0: Fazanda, are you there, bro? Yep, I'm here.
2: Yep. Okay,
0: we're about to get it. Alright, boys. So, welcome to yet another episode of Satta Free Pakistan Cricket. Where the satta is yet again being kept alive, people. It's been breaking my heart. I've been barking that this team is shit. People like Heather has been saying that The boys will come through. Fucking Hassan Sartu Ali is our best baller. fazan has been comparing fucking Sattu uh, Azam to Mohamed Yusuf. And uh, Hassan Bhai has been praising the analytics. KB has been the only one talking since. So let's start with you, Fazan because i know you have a time crunch
2: uh, your thoughts on the match pakistan versus west indies sir uh, there's not much to talk about the match finished like even before the half time so um pakistan really had obviously had a really bad day like something they didn't expect to happen cuz they they weren't on their best uh, in the warm up games as well but at least they got to play uh, full overs and score a few runs as well and took wickets but that match uh, against uh, West Indies was just shambles The Pakistani team uh, have to wake up and uh, come back harder in the second game if they want to like progress in this competition like this has just shown them that it's not an easy competition the teams are here to win and if you're going to be laggy or slow or if you're not ready then you have to go home as soon as uh, you come in like there's there's no like time for you to practice and then make your way up. You have to perform right from the word go.
0: Kazan you make a great point. uh are you as distraught as I am, sir?
1: No, I should be fine. Uh, I actually, just got a message from Osman Ali Khairi, the new guy, to call him again. He missed our podcast call. So, uh,
0: I'll just send him an invite.
1: So uh, I think uh, the match, the Pakistan West Indies match, it was a, a very clear one-sided match, purely based on the fact that the Windies had done their homework on our woes against. Uh, it's been happening since uh, the South African series and the the New Zealand series, actually, before that, um, and it's it's not a hidden truth anymore. It's it's pretty evident that their struggle. Anywhere when the ball rises slightly higher than the waistline, um, there was slight pace on the ball, and uh, I was surprised to see actually that uh, there were like around six bouncers on the trot for three overs consecutively by Andre Russell, and some of them were borderline um, white and no balls, but uh, but the umpires didn't give them whites. And then at uh, the other stand, when uh, I think uh, Hassan Ali was trying the same, he got called a uh, no ball a couple of times, a white, sorry. Uh, so that was a little funny to see. But uh, I think uh, some of the batsmen have technical issues with the short ball we saw. The way Hafiz got out, it was ugly. He was half leaving the ball and half trying to play, tentative push. When eight wickets are down, you're one of your senior most batsmen getting.
0: Hello. No, ha, Usman bhai. Man are you stationary, bro? Sorry. Yeah, who's moving around? Sorry, sir.
1: Right. So, can you hear me though?
0: I can hear you now, sir, but whoever's moving around, yeah, please stop moving.
1: Right, so uh, I was saying that you could you could tell that uh, Imam has issues with uh, with the short ball, with his technique. And he actually got out to an ugly swipe down the next side, which was short of a good length. Uh, and then uh, Fakhir Zaman got an ugly dismissal and was slightly unlucky, it was ugly, got hit on the drill and the ball hit straight on the his thumbs. I think uh, Baba Azam was looking good, he lasted, but because he was expecting the short ball, his feet were moving as they normally do,
0: and uh, he picked one uh, behind Achha, Sampi, thank you for that uh, take down memory lane from this pathetic match. kb Sab, you were the only one who actually called out the Pakistani team for being uh, underprepared and just being uh, rubbish. So kb Sab, your thoughts?
3: What a shameful performance of Pakistan. When you go in a match, you have to prepare yourself for what's coming at you. The Pakistani batsmen should have known they will receive the short stuff, the chin breaking stuff, they should have been prepared. What a shameful performance to performance Pakistan. And to be fair, they started off very well with um, Fucker hitting a few beautiful fours. Uh, Imam looked out of touch. Magar, we were, all, we were counting on our batting performances in the ODIs that Pakistan played in England. Now, this was a totally different ball game. You're facing West Indies. They have a a, a certain type of ballers and you knew when Andre Russell would come in, uh, he would definitely throw the short stuff at you. Um, They were absolutely not prepared. TK, so there's a strategy how you deal with it. Our management failed, and our batsmen, with all their experience behind their belts, did not know when the short stuff is coming at you and it's your weakness. Let it go. Let it go past your face. Let it go past your chest. You can't deal with it, just don't deal with it. And soon enough, it's a known fact, no matter who the baller is, he will start to ball up. Uh because you know uh he they're also looking for wickets. So uh it's it's it's, it's a real shame uh that uh Okay, this includes hafiz, all 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 of them. Itne ho. Okay, you know, they, they did not know how to deal with the pressure. Then Hafiz. He's a senior batsman. He should say, at least let's play out to the 40th, 40th over. Tomorrow, Hassan Ali uh, give the strike to the man who knows how to play. Out so, Imran um, Khan used to say in the 1992 World Cup to all the boys, we are going to win once our tail starts to show some responsibility too. He can uh, uh, so we have no leadership, we have no direction. It's a hodgepodge of shameful lunatic at this point, and they need to uh, uh, gear up. But uh, the thing is, just like Hassan mentioned uh, before, we're playing in uh, we're playing on a pitch which is which is probably going to be a batting paradise. Um, uh, it's, it, it looks bleak uh, for Pakistan going in the England match too. So really disappointing. Fair enough, man.
0: Sahib. Usman. Uh, welcome to the podcast, sir. Uh, uh, you're probably one of the most woke people I've met on Twitter, sir. So Your thoughts on the performance by Pakistan in this uh, in, in this World Cup match? Here.
4: So for me, I think I'm more or less second what all the guys have already said. Uh, incredibly disappointing as a Pakistan fan, but. I think we should have a slightly long-term point of view. I mean, it's not just this game. I think for the last six months, Pakistan has been absolutely woeful. And I'm being very, very... uh Uh, you know, I'm being very kind to the team because they've been atrocious. And uh, the lack of heart and the lack of fire that they've displayed is the most disappointing aspect for me. So, and you know, for the first time in my life, I see a lot of the fans uh, on Twitter, on WhatsApp and, you know, on different platforms. You know, for I mean, it seems to me as if they understand what the team combination needs to be, what the selections need to be. And so they're, you know, they're completely on the mark. However, when you look at the management, they're so off the mark that I'm like, you know, what are these guys thinking? What are they What are they doing? At least pick the right team. I mean, I know that we got out for 105, so it didn't really matter that Asif Ali wasn't there in the team. But frankly, it was just insane for us to go into this game without the only power-hitting batsman in the squad. That to me is reflective of an insane policy. It shows that the management is not, un- you know, they don't really understand what the team needs uh, at this stage, at this level. And uh, that's why the results are there for everyone to see. So all in all, you know, in that respect, it was a you know really poor game, and I don't know if the guys will be able to recover from this. Because as I said, again, it's not just a matter of losing one game. This was, I think, our eleventh you know game that we've lost on the trot. So we've equaled our worst ever losing sequence, and I don't see the guys coming back from this. I mean, Sir Ferraz in the post-match conference. He seemed deflated. Uh, he's, it seemed as if they were already thrown in the towel. So, the signs are pretty, you know, ominous. I mean, they don't look good. So, I don't know how the guys are going to come back. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take a, a Herculean effort from the boys to recover from this setback and to, you know, at least be competitive in the upcoming games.
0: want well, you make a great point, yeah, about Asad uh, inclusion, about the lack of spirit in the team, and the, just about the pathetic overall display that the boys played. Uh, going to Fezan, uh, Fazan, uh, your thoughts on... Uh, uh, Amir's performance, getting three wickets, even though he's bowling uh, rather slowly, uh, he didn't manage to pick up those three wickets. And do you think Asif Ali is going to come back,
2: uh, I think it's one of the good things that um, uh, that happened for Pakistan in that particular match. That Amir actually got a couple of wickets after a long time. And uh, I think that senior players have to have to like, perform well for for these youngsters to do anything because. If you see Hafiz, he's been playing cricket, like ever since I started watching cricket, Hafiz has been there. Uh, Shoaib Malik uh, is another guy, I think uh, they would go back to after the first game, like there was, they, they probably would get him back to get a bit of more experience in the side. Um, Asif Ali, as someone mentioned earlier, like uh, he's someone who should have been the part of that first game. We could have at least got up to probably 150, 170, and it wouldn't have looked as embarrassing as it did on the day. But uh, Muhammad Amir, yeah, I th- I'm happy that he's taking wickets, and I hope other bowlers around him uh, start taking wickets as well. Um, but as I said, like you cannot, you cannot make an opinion from the performance that Pakistani gave, uh, team gave on the day on, against West Indies. Like we're just hoping something completely different from that in the coming games. If they are to make uh, it to the second round even uh, in this competition so all the bowlers have to bowl well but the way Pakistani batting collapsed on the day against West Indies I think that that, that cannot happen if you were if you are ambitious to even get into the second round you, you have to play your 50 overs you have to score runs uh, even if it's not 300 like teams are thinking about 400 450 but even if we have a plan of scoring say 280-300 runs, we have a good bowling attack. We can, you know, at least put in a game and try to defend that. But if you're going to be out for 100-150, then I think you shouldn't even be participating in a competition against likes of India, England uh, and the teams like West Indies. I mean, it's just really embarrassing for the country itself, like they shouldn't be even there if, you, if, you, if you're not going to be performing uh, anywhere near to, to the top sides. Like, and it's very embarrassing. Like everybody said, like Pakistan, um, we were expecting good things from them in, in this uh, competition. But the way they started against West Indies is just off everyone. And like all the Pakistani fans are just not interested anymore, and they're not hoping for anything good to happen because of the way we started off.
0: Hazan, you make a great point. Uh, you have brought up Shweb Malik's inclusion, being a senior player. Uh, possibly Ali coming back. Uh, uh, Usman brought up a, broad, a great point about uh, Pakistan just being a shambolic the last uh, six months, especially in the last two years. Hazanba, your thoughts, sir, on the bowling performance by Amir? Uh, what really happened uh, with the ba- batting attack, sir? Uh, uh, and you know, don't give me the hope, though, we couldn't play the short ball. Uh, there has to be, please address the Sutta factor. <laughs> right.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll talk about armor. I'll talk about armor first. Um, I know he got three wickets, but uh, you know I've been saying this in some of the previous podcasts that for, for he's still coming too wide off the crease for my liking. And uh, you know when when he first came into the scene, he would come closer off the stumps and try to bring it in to the right hander. But he's coming too wide off the crease and bowling good length, trying to angle it across the right hander. Uh, without any lateral movement uh, and you know because of that he pulls his length a little back. So in short of good length he, he has a decent economy rate but no wickets as a result. Uh, we saw that in the initial first two balls he went in towards the right-hander but then that was it. And then the wickets that he got were through the, that angle that he does. Uh, I don't know why there's nobody there to tell him to try and come closer to the stumps and get the ball to move in because once you come in wide of the angle, your wrist is locked towards the first or second step and it's harder to get the ball to come back in when you're wider from the stumps. And if you're closer, then slight movement looks a bit more exaggerated than it is. Uh, We saw that in the first ODI, uh, England versus Pakistan, which was washed out. Jofra uh, Archer was coming closer to the stumps and he was moving it across uh, Imam al-Haq and it looked like the ball was doing a lot. Uh, Asha,
0: Samuel, please address the batting
1: collapse quickly, sir. Right, so the batting collapse I think it was um, more mental uh, than the actual skill that we've seen. We, I mean, our batting has been, especially the top three has been the best we've seen in the years uh, with some up and down performances, but I I don't know why. Like uh, I've seen some of the guys on uh, some of the legends on on the social media say that before the batsmen were at the crease. They were actually out of their mind to how, to, how to play the short ball, and, and I agree, like, when it and the feet weren't going anywhere. They were all tentative dabs and, and trying to fend off short balls rather than, you know, get into a good position, get your head in the right position and play. I would like to, you know, uh, support your argument about Seta. I mean, if this was a team from the 90s, getting out on 130-105 then I would say this is satta but you do need a specific level of skill to, to do satta you know like you, you saw Muhammad Asad he, he was a pro at it because he had that level of skill to pull it off but these For guys I, I don't think they have that level of skill to pull off satta man
0: uh, th- thank you, Asambha, for shying away from the setup factor, not refused at all. For uh, <laughs> the top three batsmen that we have, uh, probably, uh, the greatest that we've ever had, is, uh, is, is a result to the batting lineup. Like in KB Saab, quickly, sir, your thoughts on the batting collapse and Pakistan's performance, particularly Amis. KB Saab. All right, uh, to be very really
3: fair, um, a few of the shots that they got out to... Uh, they were, that was just unlucky for example Fucker, he dragged it onto the stumps uh Imam playing okay it is so strange for these guys going for leg side deliveries and getting out so to be very very fair it wasn't like they were getting LBWs or we were getting bowled out or Pakistan was playing really rash shots uh or, or uh, Shots that uh, were not on merit, Magar sahia, you know, there were a few, but then the collapse happened. It was like, uh, it was like uh, these uh, kuttas were contagious and you know, they just got out one after another. So, um, regarding Asif Ali, absolutely right, man, he should have been in the squad. Um, I, I just don't see Pakistan taking wickets, and that's what concerns me. I know they will bounce back with the batting. Magar, how are you going to get? These English and Australian batsmen out. I don't see wickets coming from anywhere. Amer is uh he I'm sorry to say, but the wickets he got maybe lucky, but he's doing nothing on the pitch. He, maybe he's balling good a good a line. Maybe that's why he got the wickets. Magar, uh, you see other ballers, they they force the wickets uh or their wickets, and you know, uh I would play Hasnan in the next match um I I just have no hope from our bowling
0: I would department at this Stanley. point and
3: that really worries K-
0: KB clearly distraughts Osmanamba I'm gonna come to you sir please address. Uh, Pakistan's batting collapse and what the fuck happened? How is it possible that uh, these bowlers, the West Indies have that bowl in the mid 130s with like a few deliveries going over a buck 40 and uh, for Kasamba to take care we're scared of them or scared of like this pace attack. The West Indian pace attack isn't like the pace attack from the 90s, sir. So please address the bowling collapse and Pakistan's bowling performance, sir. Thank you.
4: So, look honestly, I think there is so much that's wrong with Pakistan cricket that I don't even know where to start and what to focus on. So, coming to the batting collapse, just today I actually read an article where, and Mickey was expressing his disappointment for like the nth time about how the team was unable to, you know, stand up to. Basically, you know, he was he was uh, criticizing how the team has uh, succumbed to the pressure and how they, you know, weren't able to withstand the, you know, the hostile, you know, bowling that they faced. And what he was mentioning was that the team had prepared especially for this, for short-pitch balling. So, what's happening here is that even though they may be, and I'm going to take, you know, Mickey on, 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 on face value and I'm going to obviously uh, agree with, uh, you know, what he was saying. But the fact of the matter is that despite all the practice that they've probably, you know, all the practice sessions that they've undergone, uh, they just couldn't execute it in the middle. And I think that, to me, shows that these guys are just under immense pressure. I mean, mentally, they're just not there. And another, another really worrying sign for me is that they're unable to read the conditions. I mean, I think someone was mentioning earlier that this, that there is now a lot of emphasis on scoring, uh, you know, in excess of 350 and 400 in order to be competitive um, these days. However, I don't, in all honesty, I don't think this pitch was a 400 pitch. I think even uh, a score in excess of about 275, 300 would have been very, very competitive on this total. But this team is just oblivious to the conditions. They don't have the temperament. They're unable to read what's going on. And they would have just, I mean, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, playing, uh, I mean, Andrew Russell was going through a very good uh, run and all they had to do was just withstand and sort of just, just stay out there for as long as they possibly could. And then things would have become much you know, much better, and they were stabilized. Unfortunately, they all collapsed in a heap, and you know, the results are there for everyone to see. So, from the batting collapse to the bowling, I mean, it's it's lacked penetration. I don't think Amir. I think Amir was very, very fortunate to have gotten the wickets that he did. I don't think he induced or you know the batsman to make those errors. They were just going, you know, they wanted to finish off the, you know, they wanted to reach the target as soon as possible. So I think they literally gave their wickets away. So I think Amir's stats are slightly misleading. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, Amir is back." I I disagree, and I hate to be the pessimist, you know, or the you know I I, I hate to be someone who's. Uh, who's criticizing Ahmed because obviously we need him to be firing on all cylinders but the fact of the matter is that that swing that Hassan was mentioning earlier on it was missing so i don't really see him uh you know i don't think he's back his pace was uh you know hovering about i think 130 132 which frankly is just not good enough at this level i think Mizpah also touched upon this point um you know i think it was in yesterday's session with uh, espn he mentioned how amir needs to take the responsibility of leading the attack and he's not really doing that by bowling around 130 132 you know this kind of pace doesn't really trouble uh you know the the top teams especially when they don't have um when they're not going crazy trying to reach, you know, 105 and like 10 overs or whatever. So all in all, it was a very, very disappointing performance, as I said earlier. And uh, I just hope that the team can, you know, somehow, uh, you know, find it within themselves to, you know, to make a comeback. And at least show some spirit and show some heart. I think that's what the expectations are now. You know, I mean, that that's what they've come down to. I mean, no one's expecting them to go all the way. But at least, you know, they should put up a show, put up a fight. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for.
0: So you've made you've made a great point, sir. Uh, I was actually going to ask you. Uh, I was going to switch up the order of questions here and ask you to uh, give us a few thoughts on whether or not uh, Pakistan uh, can stand a chance against uh, England, considering that England are the favorites and they're the host team, and the match is being played at Trent Bridge, which surprisingly this pitch had a lot of grass on it. So, uh, what do, you, do you think the conditions will be similar? Uh, do you think Pakistan has a chance
4: against England? So basically, George Dobell, uh, who's a senior correspondent um, at ESPN, ESPN Cricket Info. Uh, I was just corresponding with them earlier on, and I asked him what Pakistan's chances are uh, against England, and he said it's about 30%. <laughs> so he's being very optimistic because I think that's 29% more than I would give, <laughs> give our team. Uh, for me, it's—I uh, mean, I hate to say that it's a lost cause, but. I don't really see us uh, winning that game against England either, especially since we're playing on a pitch where England has scored the highest score in internationals. Um, it's the same pitch where they also hammered us uh, about two, three years ago when we were last there. So, so I don't know. I mean, things are looking things aren't looking all that great, but you never know with Pakistan. I mean, we keep saying that the whole unpredictability aspect. Uh, that's that's obviously still there and it's being associated with them for various reasons. But I think it's gonna be really, really challenging for the guys to make a game of it against England on that pitch, in those conditions.
0: Usman, by sticking to his uh, pessimistic beliefs, bringing up and invoking the whole unpredictability narrative, uh, KB Saab, your thoughts, sir, you being the optimist here, sir, your thoughts of Pakistan against England?
3: I think Pakistan will bounce back strong, like real strong, but uh, our batting will perform we will score in excess of 340 runs. Uh, we'll give England a, money, uh, a run for the money, but uh, our bowling will do uh, working on the pitch. So um, it's going to be a close call. Uh, for I, I don't know, it's going to be a close call. If our bowling performs, we will win. We will
0: win. Inshallah, Samba. Pakistan's Samba, you in the single.
1: Right, so I think that uh, Yeah, I'd I'd agree with uh, Kheri Bhai on this one That uh, things look bleak Uh, England seems to be In really good form I mean, they weren't performing at their best uh, In the opening match versus South Africa And they still cruised To a comfortable win I mean, we thought South Africa might win that match But you know Yeah, but they, they came back With their bowling, right? And and considering it's Trent Bridge, I know we've been talking a lot about our batting performance, but nobody really touched upon, and I think it was our uh, head under the carpets, that how Hassan Ali and Wahab Riaz went for over 9 and 10 runs per over in that sure. short spell uh, that they did. And uh, you know, considering that uh, Trent Bridge last time Wahab bowled over there, he went for over 110 runs. Uh, and with uh batsman in, <laughs> in the form that they're in uh, and you know with the with, uh, shoulders dropped and the you know, uh, confidence uh, shattered uh, I don't see them winning this game I think one of the team members need to step up and inspire them and uh, I know that uh, the only potential guy who could do that is Fakhar Zaman and I say that because uh, that guy is a bit of a fighter, uh, compared to the other team members. At least, he goes and plays his natural game no matter what. Uh, I've seen him talk, uh, I've seen him give some interviews, and uh, he seems to be quite uh, clear headed on his game plan that he will play the way he wants to, that he will pressure. He has this, uh, thought process that a six over the keeper's head or a six down the ground has the same number of runs in terms of value for runs and and uh, I think if he can do good if he can give that start if he can play 20 odd overs then you never know you know might get a good kickstart back Fair enough
0: Osambe Osambe coming to you sir Yeah, you know you brought up the
1: whole thing about uh... Man needs to fire for us to do well in
0: this one yeah, I, I get it that you're talking about Parker, you're thinking him of him, or being like some sort of inspirational, like, a type figure. But let's keep in mind, okay? I, uh, I was uh, watching an interview with Inzamam who literally came out and said, "K, yar, मैंने इसको batting करते देखा नहीं था. मैंने इसको देखा एक दफा और मैंने कहा batting nahi hai. That's in the mom talking about Parker Zuma before the ICC trophy mind. I so Osman, coming to you, sir, you brought up this narrative of, like, Pakistan, hopefully the uh, unpredictability they might come back. And that's what uh, even fucking Ahmad Basim came out and said, oh, uh was the match, uh, you know, uh, we've had a history of losing the first match is there something is there actually something to Pakistan's unpredictability um do you think we can bounce back and I've been very very adamant in, uh, uh, uh I've been very much against uh, Hassan Ali's inclusion in Pakistan from the get-go could you address Hassan Ali, Wahab, Riyadh, pseudo reverse swing and the, this whole unpredictability facet
4: So so firstly, I mean I don't mean to digress, but I think someone touched upon the Sata thing. So uh, just my two cents on that issue, I mean which which bookie, you know, I mean would pay these guys to underperform? I mean, uh, they're already you know, I mean the way these guys are playing I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know how that conversation would go That doesn't
0: make any sense. (laughs)
4: Ha cult but you know I think that warrants another session. So so no, I don't I don't I don't see any uh, you know anything fishy going on in the background. They really are this shit. So let's just accept <laughs> that and let's just call a spade a spade, you know. So yes, now coming back to us, uh, what are the chances of us bouncing back from this? I think as I said, minuscule. I I mean less than ten percent. I mean I don't really see us I mean, and again, it's not that I don't want Pakistan to win. I mean, I've been watching cricket for over 25 years and cricket's in my blood and I'm a very passionate follower of Pakistan and obviously i want them to do well but let's be realistic here i mean you know our bowling as i said has lacked penetration uh, you know especially the i mean if the, i mean in the series against england they were they were unable to trouble the batsmen so i mean Amir's mojo has completely disappeared you know he doesn't have that swing anymore and then shadab as well i mean he's coming back from a you know from a from a layoff I mean he wasn't well so it's going to take him some time as well to get into the groove and 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 even if he was fully fit and I'm sure he is now I mean if you look at if you analyse his performance over the last six months or so I mean his form has also dipped significantly and I think there is a tendency on his part to bowl really flat as opposed to being a wicket-taking option I mean if you look at the other spinners you look at the I mean the Kuldeeps and the Jahals and the Rashid Khans I mean these guys are wicket-taking options you know they, they bowl I mean they're, they're not worried about conceding a six for a boundary uh, you know for them it's all about getting breakthroughs whereas with Shadab, I think it's, you know he's become more of a you know restrict the batsman and uh, you know control the economy and then let the batsman make the mistake but on these two pitches I don't think that's going to work so the onus really and this is unfair because Shadab himself is a fairly inexperienced there. I mean the onus now is on Shadab to lead the attack given that you know armor has been extremely poor and uh, you know he has to really in the middle of the innings somehow get Pakistan a couple of wickets and if he does i think then we might be able to put some you know pressure on these guys and i think Safaraz also needs to keep the field in one thing that i've noticed is i mean i know that the conditions and the regulations have changed but they need to keep the mid on and mid off in inside the circle just to put some pressure onto the new batsman i mean whenever Pakistan does get a wicket by some divine intervention I mean you know they immediately send the they immediately deploy a long on and a long off and it allows the batsman to you know take a few singles and sort of get you know into I mean sort of get get acclimatized and I think you know we need to avoid doing this we need to put them under pressure especially in the middle conditions even if they get off to a good start and I think you know once you apply pressure and once you put them once you you know force the english batsman to make mistakes uh, that is where Pakistan can 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 get back into the game, uh, especially against England. So I don't know. I mean, it's a it's it's a really tough ask. But uh, one should never say never, and uh, you know, let's just hope for the
0: best. Sir, tears in my eyes, sir. My in my ears, sir. Marfella, sir. Listening to you is like listening to a guru, sir. Thank you for all that, KP, sir. You are one of the most optimistic people I've ever come across.
3: Your uh, thoughts, on how can Pakistan counter England, sir, going forward? Look, behind all these Pakistan of that we will win in a we will win. I just don't say this off... Uh, being a pakistan uh, supporter i say this because there is a certain history attached to our wins in the past in 92 in the 92 world cup say throughout the world cup hue jahan pe hamara chance nahi hua humne fight kiya ye hamari spirit mein baaki sattu hain hum nahi hai. so that that's just just a fact dusra fact bhi hai ki i've also seen these teams struggle against very mediocre bowling depends on the pitch unfortunately hume wo pitch nahi pitch. Just be shine ballers and we are saying in the next match Magar, I think they will find a way I think England will also uh, not score really big They wickets and Chuck dark, dark, uh, dark the yeah. I know this much Turkey sir, I how can actually win
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think uh, the toss would be really important uh, for the match versus England. I I hope uh, the boys can uh, bat first, you know, uh, just to get the runs flowing. Because uh, I was just checking out some stats uh, of us batting second in England against all teams. And it's actually really bad. So, I know we batted first versus the West Indies. But uh, on a flat deck uh, in Trent Bridge, and if hopefully if the conditions are sunny, we should still look to bat first again, uh, and then look to get a big score and then restrict them somehow. Maybe, you know, rough up the ball, get it to swing a bit, uh, reverse swing it a bit. Um, I don't know what we'll do with uh, the likes of Imad Vaseem and Hassan Ali in the team. I think uh, Imad Vaseem is a big liability now, both with the bat and the ball. Uh, he is no good on these pitches Uh, he's been figured out he just starts it in uh, as in all he bowls is over 60 miles per hour, and that's too quick for a spinner. And Osmanbay made a good point about Shadab progressing. I agree. I think his action is all over the place. There's not any consistency in his action. He comes to the, he approaches the pitch like an off-spinner, and then bowls the leg spin. His pivot of his front leg is missing, and uh, even when he's getting good turn, he he bowls it a bit too flat and in the slot for my liking. And uh, for some odd reason, he stopped bowling his wrong one. When he first came into the, into the scene, we saw him get like three odd wickets in his first T20 spell, and majority of those wickets were from, uh, from wrong ones, and especially the left handers. Um, and uh, I, I would actually want to drop Hassan Ali for this match because I think his natural length is good length, and on Trent Bridge, him and Wahab are both might go for runs. Uh, we can maybe try getting in uh, Hasnan for Hassan Ali. I know it won't happen because there is a brand name attached to Hassan Ali now. But uh, uh, we need to fix our bowling and uh, we need Fakir Zaman to fire. I cannot stress this enough.
0: Hasan, Asambai uh, going hard on Pakistan. Zaman. Usman please go into the minds of Mickey Arthur and Sarfraz Nawaz. Uh, if you are Mickey or if you are Sarfraz, sir, how are you approaching this game against England really quickly and your final comments?
4: Sir. Yeah, if I was na, I would just tell the guys, khair toh, tak Matlab, kya scene hai, yaar? Matlab, for God's sakes, what will it take for you guys to say enough is enough? You know, so I would literally fucking humiliate them you know, Thari I'm sorry ba- for you know, I mean, I I no, you know, I no, don't worry guys, Corner Tigers, this happened in 92, fuck that shit, you know, Thari. I would say guys, I mean, this is it, if you guys don't do, or if you guys don't perform, at you know, and look, these guys do have potential, I don't think the last 6 months results are reflective of the kind of potential that these guys have. Again, I wouldn't say that they are the number 1 team in the world, but they are certainly not as crap as uh, you know as, as now people think they are. So they have been massively underperforming and someone needs to give them a kick up their backside. And that's what I would do. I don't think, I mean even if Imran Khan was here, sure it's about motivating the guys and inspiring them. But, but there comes a the point when you have to say guys, this is it, you know, you need to get up and you need to now, you know, it's it, it's do or die. because. Um, you know, if you guys don't do well uh, in the upcoming games, then frankly your careers will be jeopardized. And that would be such a tragedy because these guys do have potential. Uh, but again, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't just keep playing for the national team based on potential and talent. I mean, the Go performance on. needs to be there. So, I'm going to you. I'm going to fuck off. You know, to hotel. you know, on the day of the match, you know, go out there and play for the star on your, you know, on your uniform, and you. Play for Pakistan. You. Fuck your averages. I don't give a fuck about Imam's 50-plus average, whatever, if it doesn't help Pakistan win a game. I don't give a shit about Imam's 54 average when he's not there, when the team needs him. You know, I would say fuck these averages. Go play for the team, guys. It's about time. It's been six months. We've been losing non-stop. This is where things change. That would be my pep talk.
0: Sir, goosebumps, sir, goosebumps, sir. man. Thank you for that.
3: K.P. Saab, your closing thoughts, sir. Tell me, sir. I understand that the girls are is very fair. You know, they, try their, they do try their best. It's work at this stage. This, this, this could be detrimental. You can know, careers are on the line. pressure. Yeah, you need to motivate them a few things are very important um it's just the first game okay give them another chance let them play free-flowing cricket let, let them use their heads let them let them perform on pitch give them time okay South Africa also lost the game there will be many others who will lose games. No doubt on paper we are a shit side. Magar on our day. Achha, ko hai. We have to play because uh uh ke saath, saath he is also uh, I think he has that uh, winning X Factor mentality and and game. Uh he can slow down and uh depending on the situation, Agar ke beech mein aata hai, he can hit out. He's an X Factor, and I think uh, that will uh, change a lot so uh i'm i'm very hopeful um kyunki ye sare jo pakistan jeeta na I to support team I to you After
1: Right, so uh, I think we've had a good run uh, of matches against the English side. We should know what to expect. Uh, we should not be caught off guard on their game plan and how they would ball against us. I think the teams would be the same that faced each other. Geoffrey Archer would play. They know what he's going to call. Uh, Chris works would ball up front. They know what he will ball. So go in with the game plan. The game plan seems to be missing till now. Go in with that. And, and I agree with KB's comment. Go in with Asaf Ali. I know Harris has been one of our main uh, set batsmen. But uh, I don't know out of Harris, Afiz, uh, and Asaf, which two of uh, would play. That would be a tricky call for the management because, you know, Uh, Hafiz can potentially ball to the left-handers. I mean, they're not using him, but they keep saying that. Uh, And I would say, you know, back them to bat first on a sunny trend pitch uh, and try not to go too hard uh, up front. If they go at 6 and over till the 30th over, that's good enough and then they can launch from there and keep it to, take it up to 7.5 runs per over, which would lead up to 350-odd runs and you know, look to defend them, be sharp in the field, uh, be, up, you know, like, to uh, get springs in your boots, unlike uh, the West Indies teams and, and uh, that match. And if they can do that, if they can get runs on the board, uh, scoreboard pressure of England playing in the World Cup might, might come into play, you never know. So, I'd be slightly optimistic, but uh, the numbers... Uh, the numbers don't stack up well against them uh, in trend Bridge either. But let's see what happens.
0: Last question, Nusman, yes or no, will Pakistan
4: win? <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so, Yeah, I hope. I mean, I hope they do, but I don't think so. And sorry, just one last comment. I mean, don't take me wrong here. I mean, I don't want the guys to, you know, play like their lives, depend on it, because ultimately, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still just a game, you know, but these guys are professionals. No, nah,
0: don't, don't say that.
4: No what I what I mean to say is I mean uh, I mean what I what I'm really trying to say is that these guys need to shed their risk averse kind of an approach I mean the safety first option needs to go I mean we've been losing for the last six months I mean it's not like you know I mean these guys have just lost a game so that's what I'm saying it's not just about I mean it's I mean for me the context or the timeline is the last six months these guys have been poor and I'm sure the management has been trying to massage their egos and you know they've been trying their best to motivate them but it's not it's not working so it really is a do-or-die kind of a situation and the need to ask these guys to go out there and to just you know, express themselves. Stop worrying about the future. Stop worrying about their stats. Stop playing for themselves play for Pakistan. That's what I mean to
0: say. Thank you so much. KB yes or no, Pakistan win.
3: Yeah, I agree with uh, what Osman said. Um, absolutely. Uh, so there's, a, there's a carrot and stick approach they need to take. If you you let them loose, you tell them that you are professionals. You know your job. Now just do what you gotta do. They can't be pampered and you know uh, uh, hit like little children on the bum at this stage of their careers. They are professionals. Put some trust in them. Hai, karte rehen, but this is who we are. पूरे पाकिस्तान 5 करोड़ वाम 140 I mean, it's 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 a terrible state of affairs. Magar is This work, is what work we got. We gotta roll with it, and they will perform. Trust me. Mark my word. Inshallah, we will win. We will win. And uh, I'm not just saying that out of emotion. I know our capability. Because, वो भी मतलब पाकिस्तान के Inshallah, हमारा time वक्त आएगा. Clearly, an emotional statement by Kibria. Yes or no
0: Pakistan?
1: Uh, 80
0: 20 England. Chala, bhai, Thank you all. Thank you, Smambai. Thank you, KP. Thank you, bhai. Thank you for coming on the show, sir. It was great to have you. Thank you for your insight, sir. We'll uh, stay in touch. Um, uh, Pakistan Zindabad.
4: Pakistan Zindabad. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Allah.